Happy, happy new year. How wonderful that we get to join together. So grateful for this. Yes, this gift that we've given ourselves to lay the groundwork, the foundation for the coming year in these New Year's Intentions classes. And this is part one of three parts. And I absolutely love these classes. I love this way of starting the year. I've been doing it for a while now. And uh, normally I have two classes in New Year's Intentions this year, three. Very excited about that. Very excited about sharing with you. So we're going to jump right in. And let us begin. We're going to begin with the prayer for partnering up, which for those of you who are just participating in the New Year's Intentions classes, you will have it hereafter in your transcript. And for the Masterful Living students, you will also have it in your workbook, and it is on your class pages under the downloads. So there are um, a number of downloads that you can see there. And one of them is this prayer, prayer for partnering up. So I invite you to place your hand on your heart and take a breath of love and gratitude with me as we tune in and tune up to the very highest vibration. We call upon the company of heaven, our ancestors, the angels and ascended masters, our elder brother Jesus, beloved Buddha, Kuan Yin, and all the beings of love and light who are always there to support us if we but ask. If we use our free will to ask for divine guidance, insight, and support, it comes. In the name of God, beloved, I am that I am. I declare that I am my I am presence, and I am one with the one, and for this I am truly grateful. In the name of my beloved I am, I ask that my higher Holy Spirit self, my I am presence, lead and guide me to be in the flow of love in all moments of this day and in every area of my life. I intend to be easily led and guided to choose the highest and best in each moment. I allow myself to receive the blessings that are mine to receive. I allow myself to recognize the most loving choices this day. Higher Holy Spirit self, please make the loving choices so attractive to me that I cannot mistake them. Help me to choose love and to live my life as a joyful and abundant prayer of the heart. Help me to recognize my life is the eternal life of God. I am dedicated to being a loving and beneficial presence on this planet. I choose to be truly helpful. I share the benefits of my healing and expansion with everyone because I am one with them. I am awakening to know my true identity and the true identity of all my brothers and sisters. We are one in love eternally. And for this and all the blessings I receive this day, I am so very 
grateful. In the name of my beloved I am, I know that it is done. I allow myself to accept it, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. So we take these deep breaths of love and gratitude. I believe that inspiration flows in on the breath. And you'll notice that if you ever feel fearful, worried, you will notice that you are probably not breathing very deeply, probably holding your breath in some way, shape, or form. So a couple of things I want to mention here at the top of the class. Uh, I sent an email out for those of you who are in Masterful Living of how to access the recordings. So look for your email for that. Some of you may have trouble getting our emails. I know that Hotmail doesn't seem to uh, like me. You may have to write to your Hotmail provider, and uh, they may not. They may block my emails. Same with MSN.com sometimes. Uh, so if you're not getting emails from us, it may be that you're blocked. You can always write to admin at jennifer at jenniferhadley dot rather admin at jenniferhadley dot com, and um, if you have any technical questions or anything like that, you'd like any help at all, we are here to help you. I know some people are new to podcasts. There are podcast instructions that you can download in a PDF form at the Masterful Living site. Uh, the New Year's intentions, folks. Your recordings will just be posted on on your web pages there in the member site at jenniferhadley.com. Uh, so, yes. All right. Uh, one of the things I'd like to mention, I mentioned this in the bonus class that we did on January 1st for the Masterful Living students, that I encourage you to take notes and you're going to be focusing in your notes on your own personal ahas and insights. That's what's going to bring you the greatest benefit. Rather than writing down what I say, because what I say will be in the transcript. Yeah. Um, one of the things, one of the most wonderful comments that I've ever heard about the benefit of taking Masterful Living is that people tell me that prior to taking Masterful Living, they would have ahas and flashes of insight and clarity, but then they would seem to evaporate or disappear. They couldn't hold on to them. And I remember feeling that way, and it made me feel discouraged, and I also made meaning wrong with me. So it added to the weight of my core belief that there was something wrong with me. One of the things that shifted for me as a result of really dedicating myself to a deepening spiritual practice and putting God first in my life is that that stopped happening. I was started to become able to hold on to my insights and expand them. Now, what I absolutely know is that the insights that we have that seem to dis dissolve or be lost to us can never be lost. 
Because what is known in the mind of God is eternal. It's not temporal. It's nothing to do with time and space. It's eternal, just as we are eternal. And so nothing in God can ever be lost. Things can only be lost in the world of effects or appear to be lost in the world of effects. And I have to say that I find that incredibly comforting. So there have been times when it seemed like I lost a relationship or I lost something that was of value to me. And I have taught myself to say, what's mine is mine and ever shall it be so. What's mine is mine and ever shall it be so. However, and we'll talk about this more in Masterful Living, I do not wish to miss any more opportunities to be loving, to wake up, to harvest the wisdom, to be a beneficial presence, because I missed a lot of opportunities. And those came in time and space, and they would have quickened my journey of awakening, but I did not recognize them. I did not value them. And so I learned from them. And therefore, now that learning has value to me. And one of the ways that I treasure that learning is I do not wish to repeat it. I wish to embody it and embrace it. So now I like to take advantage of all my opportunities. Another thing is, is you may have listened to the preview classes that I did, three preview classes. If you didn't listen to them, I thought they were very good. And uh, I say that in a sense somewhat objectively because a lot of times I don't know exactly what I'm going to say. And in every class, I'm learning. I'm learning. There are many times when I have insights in class that things become very clear to me. It's one of the things that motivates me to share so much. It's part of my spiritual practice. It's part of my uh, staying in tune and, and getting more insight. So that's why I love to share so much. So the free preview classes are available. You can register for them on the events page at jenniferhadley.com. And in one that, I think it was in the one called Fortify Your Faith, somebody asked me, how do I handle setbacks? And it was a great uh, question. And I realized, oh, my God, I can't remember the last time I had a setback. Because I realized that a setback is a belief. It's a belief that God is not progressive, that your learning is not progressive. You can only have a setback if you judge yourself. Setbacks are only in appearances because we're on a progressive path of waking up. Now, some of us are on the slowest drip method possible but the learning is still happening. It's still happening. It might be happening through lots of negativity, but it's still happening. So setback is a judgment. And I realized, yeah, I don't. I can't remember the last time I thought I had a setback because I, I don't judge myself like that anymore. I make errors, meaning that 
in hindsight, oh, I can see now, I should have gone left when I went right. If I had gone left, then I would have gotten there faster. But that should is a judgment. So I say, I learned something, therefore this experience was of value to me. So I call it a tactical error rather than a mistake. And I call mistakes mistakes. That was a, a misunderstanding, a misinterpretation of what was going on, a uh, misidentification with the ego that I chose whatever I chose. But I really am vigilant for harvesting the learning from all of these experiences. And so that, they don't get me down. They don't bother me. I don't berate myself. I just learn. And a lot of times I laugh and I smile and I say, oh, my goodness, boy, I really learned something today. Wow, that was good learning. It's a different way of living. It's it's compassionate living. Love is compassion. Love is the healer, and that's what I'm interested in. So I'm inviting you to embrace this which is the, it's the path of non-judgment and that's really what the Course in Miracles teaching and Jesus' teaching is all about let he who is without sin cast the first stone so let us practice that, that path of non-judgment forgiveness is non-judgment forgiveness is releasing the judgment the meaning that you made of something so this is the path that we're on and it is such a fast path of healing and you will find out just how attached you are to the judgments and the opinions and when it feels excruciating to let go of a judgment or an opinion do the everything you can to move into gratitude because the more difficult it is to surrender the judgment and opinion to stop thinking you're right or wrong whichever it is the more intense it is, the more healing that you are giving yourself. So start to jump up and down with glee. Oh, my God, this is so painful for me. Just think how, how much benefit there will be when I finally let this thing go. Yippee! Yeah, it's a different way of living, and it's a lot more joyful. Joy is a sign uh, that you're waking up more joy more joy more joy all right so we're going to do some very foundational work here that will benefit you for the rest of the year and i call it taking stock of your investments so your beliefs your opinions your judgments the meaning that you made of things these are our investments so let's take stock of some of our investments. Let's take stock. All right. What I'm going to invite you to do is if you're, uh, whenever possible in class, I invite you to be in a meditational posture. Uh, people sometimes listen to class lying down and then they fall asleep. Uh, my voice can be very uh, sleep-inducing. <laughs> um, it's just uh, the quality of my voice is relaxing to many people, and they fall asleep to it. I don't take offense at that. I, 
I'm glad because I know the mind is still listening even when the body is asleep. Because the mind does not sleep, as I talked about in the bonus class. Right there in A Course in Miracles, Fear and Conflict. The mind does not sleep. No. And I am not a body, so my my mind is the mind of God. It never sleeps. So you literally can listen in your sleep and comprehend. So... Uh, I invite you to sit up straight with your spine erect. That is going to help your being able to pay attention. And also, I, I personally like to sit cross-legged Indian style. That helps me for the greatest posture. And the better posture I have, the better my listening is. And that's why I like to sit that way. It's also more comfortable for my hips. And I just I sit that way all the time. It's how I like to sit. Um, and I guess many lifetimes of sitting on the floor as a Buddhist or something like that. Um, and one thing to notice about your posture in classes and things like this is if you're sitting with your arms crossed across your chest, if you're sitting with your legs crossed, uh, one foot on the floor, something like that, then essentially it's like you're literally, you've got all your chakras blocked. You're blocking it. And it's I think it's really helpful to notice if you're sitting that way, are you feeling defensive? What's really going on? So in class, I like to sit up straight with uh, my arms uncrossed in Indian-style posture. I'm open, I'm receptive, I'm available, whether I'm teaching or I'm listening same thing. So I like to really focus on being extremely receptive to the insight and the wisdom that's flowing, to the love that's flowing, to the healing that's flowing. So we're going to do a bit of some inner work here. And so uh, I'm going to invite you for now. You, you can put everything aside. You don't need to, you won't be taking notes necessarily in this for now. You're just going to close your eyes and take some deep breaths with me. And we're going to Become aware of some of the emotional, upsetting memories and beliefs that we have that we're investing a lot of our energy in. And we're doing this for the purpose of transmuting and transforming that investment so that it becomes something that brings us benefit instead of something that depletes us. So I'm going to invite you to begin to just open your mind and I invite you to think of something that you feel ashamed about. Something that you feel ashamed about. Just get some idea in your mind, some memory of being shamed that still sticks with you something you feel ashamed about now, either one. And then take a deep breath. And let's be grateful that we're going to transmute and transform that this year. Yes, we're willing to. And we take another breath. And I invite you to think of something that you really blame on others, something that you're blaming on others. 
some memory, some event, some circumstance that you blame on others and it still really bothers you. And then let's take a breath and we let that one go. And another breath. And I invite you to think of something you feel guilty about. Some memory, something that you feel guilty about. What is it that you feel guilty about? And then take a deep breath. Yeah, let that go. We're grateful. We're transmuting these things back to the light even now. And another breath. And I invite you to think of something that you feel angry about, some unresolved anger. Some unresolved anger. What is it that you feel really angry about? And take a breath in, and we're letting that go. We're consciously intending to transmute it and allow it to be healed and take another breath in. And I invite you to think of something you feel jealous about, something, someone you feel jealous about. What is that jealousy? What is that thing you're jealous about? And letting that breath go. We're grateful to transmute these upsets. Intending to transmute them, we take another breath. And I invite you to think of something that you feel very hurt about. What is a great hurt that you've been carrying? What is that great hurt that you've been carrying? Taking that breath. What is it that you feel hurt about? Letting it go. Breathing in, letting it go. For now, we are intending to transmute and release it back to the light. Another breath in. And something that you worry about, some worry that comes back again and again and again, what is it you worry about? What is it that you worry about? What is the big worry there? And a breath in, and we let that go. So grateful, so grateful for the healing that we're calling forth. And another breath in. What is the doubt that you carry? What is that doubt that comes back again and again and again? What is the doubt about? What is the doubt about? 
And that breath in and release that. We're sending it back to the light. Transcending and transmuting is our intention. Another deep breath. We've got a couple more here. And what is that resentment? That burning, churning resentment that surfaces again and again. What is the resentment? What is that resentment? We are grateful to release that resentment, willing to transmute it, so grateful to allow it to resolve and dissolve, taking another breath. What is the regret? It comes back again and again. What is the great regret that surfaces again and again? What is it you regret? What is the regret? The one you hold on to comes again and again. And taking that deep breath and releasing it, releasing it so grateful that we are learning to let these things go and breathing in the last one. What is the big fear? What is the big fear that is so present in your mind? What is that big fear? What is the big fear that occupies so much of your awareness? What is that fear? And taking that breath, we are grateful, grateful, grateful that we're intending to transmute this and reclaim our energy. Breathing deeply. And letting that go. All right. So these are 11 different memories, beliefs, thoughts that we're going to work with throughout this year. And if you already have your workbook, you can fill this in on page 230 in workbook number one. If you don't have your workbooks, you can fill it in later. You can just take a piece of paper and a pen now. And I'm going to invite you. I'm going to list all 11 of them again. And as I do, I'm going to invite you to just write down two or three words. Maybe one word is sufficient to identify what was the thing that just came into your mind so that you have a record of it to work with later. So the first one was shame. So you can write down that word shame and then the memory, a couple of words to describe it. 
And the next one is blame. Shame, then blame. And the next one is guilt. Shame, then blame, then guilt. Then anger. Shame, blame, guilt, anger. And then jealousy. Jealousy. Then hurt. So guilt, anger, jealousy, hurt. And then worry, jealousy, hurt, worry. Doubt, so jealousy, hurt, worry, doubt. Jealousy, hurt, worry, doubt, and then resentment. Resentment. And then regret. So hurt, worry, doubt, resentment, regret. And the last one is fear. Fear is the last one. So I invite you to finish making your notes there. Those 11 things, those 11 memories that are still 
a cause of upset for you. Now, holding on to these memories, these upsets, these opinions and judgments, the meaning that we made of those events, occurrences, situations, circumstances, the meaning that we made of them, which are the judgments and the opinions, which are the cause of the upset, holding those is unforgiveness. Holding those requires energy. It requires mental, emotional, and physical energy. And the mental, emotional, and physical energy that it requires is an investment. That's why I call this exercise taking stock of our investments. So these 11 memories and upsets are investments of our mental, emotional, and physical energy. We also very often invest money, which you could say is a time investment, an energy investment. We invest often all kinds of time and energy and money talking about them, managing and coping with them. Or sometimes we self-medicate ourselves with drinking, smoking, sexing, uh, overworking, doing all kinds of things which also deplete our resources mentally, emotionally, physically, and financially. So these are major investments on all levels of our being and our life expression. And very often we do not wish to really look at it. We don't really like to look at the cost of it because it could be staggering. But what it actually is, when you look at it with love and with compassion, is it's motivating. It's inspiring. Oh, my God, I could choose again. I can make another choice. So this is what A Course in Miracles is all about, choosing again, making another choice, investing in something that is healing and expansive and helpful and joyful. And that's what we're laying the foundation to do all year long to transform our life. So right now I'm inviting you to turn within, to close your eyes, put your hand on your heart, please, and take a deep breath and ask your higher self, the higher Holy Spirit self, I call it, Ask the I Am Presence, ask the Holy Spirit, ask Jesus, Mother Mary, whatever works for you. Ask that wisest part of yourself, what percentage 
of the energy that I have to live my life today is invested in holding on to these 11 memories and managing the upset I feel about them. What percentage of the energy that I have to live my very best life today is invested in holding on to these 11 memories and managing the upset I feel about them? What percentage out of 100% of the energy that I have to live my very best life today is invested in holding on to these memories and managing the upset that I feel about them? See what number you get and write that down. Is this the best use of your energy and your resources? Is this the best use of your energy and resources? Are you worth the investment of your time and energy to do what it takes to uninvest, to allow the healing to happen? We don't have to figure out how. We learn to allow. Are you worth the investment of your time and energy, your focus, to do what it takes to have a healing. If you knew what to do, would you do it? Would you allow yourself the gift of your healing? Would you like to have all that energy, mental, physical, and emotional energy, to invest in something wonderful? If you knew what to do, would you do it? If you knew what to do, would you do it? And then on a scale of 1 to 100, how willing are you to do something different? How willing are you to do something different? If you knew what to do, how willing are you to do something different? All right. Now, in the bonus class that I did on January 1st, one of the things that I talked about that is going to bring you the most benefit this year is to recognize that you, just like almost everyone else on this planet, you are, and I certainly am, transmuting a core negative belief that is something to do with separation. It usually takes the flavor of, I'm not good enough, Something's wrong with me. I can never get ahead. 
I don't have what it takes, I'll never be able to succeed, I'm always a failure, I always get it wrong. It's some core negative belief that the ego chants at us all day long. And that core belief is the foundation for thousands of negative beliefs. So in other words, as I was saying the other day, my core foundational belief was there's something wrong with me. And I also believed I'm bad. I'm just bad. Bad to the bone. <laughs> bad to the core. Something bad, like evil seed inside of me. So, which I don't believe anymore. Uh, and I found that my whole life was evidence of that foundational core belief. Because as I went through my days, I would hear in my mind something to the effect of, because there's something wrong with me, I'll never be able to. Because there's something wrong with me, I'll always have to. Uh, it was just always coming up into my awareness, repeating and repeating and repeating and repeating, just regurgitating the ick and the sick. And that's how I learned to, instead of dealing with all that surface stuff, to go right to the core of that root cause, that false belief that is creating all of the distress. And I am so glad that is the best decision I ever made. So, And that came with also putting God first in my life. Best decision I ever made. Put God in charge of the healing and put God first. Bam. Life-changing. And I'll definitely be talking about that this year in Masterful Living. Because we're going to break it down over the course of the year. And you'll be amazed at how much healing, transmutation, and complete shifts in your life you can have according to your willingness. You know, and some people appear to have more intense stuff than others. So, but everybody's is the perfect amount for them. So we don't compare. Uh, uh, I love, I was talking with someone yesterday who said, it's the, the game of compare and despair. So you want to compare, get ready for despair. It usually follows. So, uh, and I, I do think that that is very commonly true. Now, I've done this taking stock of investments, I don't even know how many times, but uh, and when I do it live <clears throat> in a room full of people where I can see them and I say, okay, what what is the percentage? And people all give their percentages. The average percent, some people say 100%, some people say 10%. The average is usually around 80%. 80% of my precious life energy that I have to live my very best life, I am investing in these 11 memories. 80% is the average number. 
So that other 20% that you have to live a very best life is probably invested in the other hundreds and thousands of memories of resentment and anger and shame and blame. So if you're wondering why does it seem so hard for you, now you know. It's these investments. And that's what we're going to focus on this year in 2015. And I can tell you the amount of resources, help, and support from the invisible is unprecedented. Anybody who's interested in doing this work has an unprecedented opportunity in human history, unprecedented in human history, to awaken to the divine. Remember what Jesus told us a couple thousand years ago. Even more shall you do. You're going to do everything that I've done, and even more shall you do. Which, to the ego, is scary and daunting. But to the spirit, it's simply the promise that God has made to us. Because... We have so much support from the invisible, more than Jesus did. <laughs> so, and we're we're more receptive in a lot of ways than people were back in his day. It's a very different uh, world that we live in. So we got a lot going for us. What I would like to do is open it up to sharing and to see what people would like to share, what their percentages were, what their numbers are, any ahas, any insights, uh, any questions about this. And uh, uh, I really am going to ask you to please stay on topic and not shift topic. So, because I've, I've got uh, more I'd like to get through in this class. So, who's willing to share? I'm also open to anyone who's uh, been in Masterful Living for a couple of years, would like to share any any uh, insight that you have because you've done this before. If you'd like to share, that would be great. And Linda is raising her hand here. Hey, Linda. Hey, how are you? I'm so good. How are you? Wonderful, wonderful. Um, I'm happy to say that my number was 80%. Um, <laughs> this year, last year... I know it was like 97 or 98. And I would say probably even uh, a month or so ago, it still would have been in the mid to high 80s. But I have to say, I, it, it still brings me back to that one sharing that Carla had in one of those um, preview classes where she was talking about how she didn't want to be willing let God take over because things were going so well and she was afraid <laughs> of what might happen and like the the word and the action has been surrender since then so I'm at 80% and I'm happy with that <laughs> I know it's mm -hmm. just going to get better beautiful excellent thank you so much thank you all right and we've got someone here in Rhode Island. Hey there. Yes. Hi, Jennifer. It's Angela. Hey, Angela. Hi. So this is my third time doing this. Yeah. And mm -hmm. the number I got was 60. 60%. 60%. 
And how, um, how does that feel? Well, what I'm noticing is that I think in the past part of the exercise was even doubting that my thoughts were valid answers and it's even like I felt like there was a like a distraction of me even getting to the source of this stuff for myself. So this time mm -hmm. I just decided that if there was even a thought of a trace of a memory that it's still there, that it that it is a valid um, form of guilt or shame or blame. So I can see myself uh, being more present with the activity this year and just trusting myself more. And then when you said that these uh, feelings represent like deeper core beliefs, then I, I can really relate with that. Um, and just noting that I, I've really believed that the world and my achievements hold my value. Mm. And so a lot of the relationships of the feelings just come from probably, you know, mostly I'm not good enough, but mostly, especially, you know, jealousy is so clear because I was, I've always, I had this deep jealousy of a girl in high school and that was still the memory now. Mm. And it's just because I thought she achieved more, she was physically more fit than I was and it's always that again the comparison and the belief that my my outer doing is my inner value mm-hmm yeah yes yep that is definitely that's the core belief of the ego mm -hmm. that my value comes from what I do my value comes from my body mm-hmm and not from my divinity. Yes. Because if it came from our divinity, and Angela, then since we're all one in God, we would all have the same value. Mm. And what that would mean was, as we walk in our world, we would have to value each of our brothers and sisters the same. Yeah. And most people who are having a human experience like to say, this one, not valuable. This one is bad. Mm -hmm. Or, this one is so much more valuable than me. I'm mm -hmm. the one who's bad. And so, most of us bounce back and forth between those two fundamental beliefs. Mm -hmm. Better than, less than, better than, less than, better than, less than. And lastly, just that there's a fear that if there's nothing for me to do, really, for value, then I feel the fear of, like, being bored in life or something. like. Mm -hmm. So that's something that comes up, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting how only the ego can get bored. Hmm. Surely, only the ego can get bored. Because it takes a huge amount of effort to block the flow of love in order to feel bored. So, thank you, Angela. It's really thank helpful you. to all of us. Yeah. All right. And who is it here in Oklahoma? It's Judy. 
Hey, Judy. Hi. Um, just one thing that um, happened when I was writing them down. Sometimes it was one thing that would show up in a whole bunch of different ones. <laughs> I mean, oh, like yeah. there were just <clears throat> two or three different incidents that were really strong memories that I would write them down in about at least two thirds of the different of the different topics or the different categories. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that that was just something I noticed on my yes. That's very common, and I'll, I'll, we'll talk about this more throughout the year, too, but this is really helpful. So underneath anger, the feeling of anger, anger is really, it's a defensive posture. Anger is also, it's like a symptom in the same way that a cough or a sneeze is a symptom of irritation. So anger is a symptom of irritation. Anger is really a symptom of fear. We become angry because we're afraid. Whenever there's fear, there's judgment, there's opinion, there's a belief that's actually not true. Remember, the truth always sets us free, and our opinions and judgments always upset us on some to some degree. So anger is really fear. Fear is based on judgments and opinions. And my, my experience is, is that most anger, the fear is about being hurt because we've been hurt in the past in a similar way that we haven't healed from. And the thought or the fear of being hurt even more in that area is intolerable to us, and so we become angry as a defense. Anger is also can be waking us up to recognize, I haven't healed this hurt. I have to pay attention to it. So it makes perfect sense that perhaps the anger, the fear, the hurt, these different things can all be of the same root cause because very often they are. And indeed, as we look at this more deeply, you will discover that they all go back to the root cause of that core belief in separation that shows up as, I'm not good enough, I'm bad, I'm wrong, all that. What was your number, Judy, your percentage? 80%. I thought that was interesting when you said that was the average. I looked back what I wrote and that was exactly it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm all clogged up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, Judy. That's helpful. Okay, thank you. All right. And we've got Philip here. Hey there. Can you hear me? I hear you. I'm in the gym, so there may be some background noise. And um, so Math for Living One students ignore me that I'm in the gym, okay? You should be in your bed meditating. (laughs) Um, You know, this is my fourth time to Finding Freedoms and then last year. And um, the first time I remember doing it, uh, it was it was low compared to most, but that's because I think I was unaware of how much was really going on underneath. So uh-huh. when I did Finding Freedom, it was much higher. I don't remember the exact percentage. But uh, this time I'm going to be a little sac, not sacrilegious, but sac, match for a living and say it really doesn't matter because – I'm not saying I hit that 51% tipping point, but as you teach, you know, these are these are just opportunities 
to learn and after a year of seeing changes and you know miracles i'm not again i don't want to put any you know there's much for me to learn um it's just more opportunity so i'm grateful i'm grateful that my yeah. number is high and then that coming up yeah so yeah just it's just, just another awareness way. is curative that's right awareness is curative and uh because I can definitely remember taking workshops, uh, oh, maybe 18 years ago about forgiveness and saying, I have nothing to forgive. I've forgiven everything. But I hadn't forgiven in my heart. I had just said, I forgive. You know, but that didn't mean I'd actually forgiven. I didn't understand what true forgiveness was. So awareness is curative, and that's why doing this can help us become more aware and um and thank you yeah it's it's just lighter you know when issues come up it's not heavy like it used to be yeah so. yeah aren't we grateful for that amen yeah amen mm -hmm. oh one little thing i know this is a tangent thank you for the answered prayer um with the i asked a couple of weeks ago in a Master Living One class back then for a greater understanding of fear and conflict. And I think you did it on New Year's Day, and I re-listened to that class, and you were really answering there, and I think you did it a little bit today. So I'm getting oh, Thank you. <laughs> Excellent. You know, and I think I've addressed that topic a couple of times in my radio show, too. So if you go to the archive of the radio show at iTunes or at Unity FM, you can probably scroll through there and find even more there, too. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you, Philip. Thanks. Yeah. Um, and he, he mentioned being at the gym. I just want to say that for me, one of the – one of the meditative postures for me, as it is for many people, I used to be a runner, so listening to things while I ran was always, it was a very meditative experience, and I would listen to music, and I would have so many ahas as my mind would just open up uh, while I was running, and um, walking is definitely, um, I, I like moving meditation. If you're interested in studying meditation practices, we're not going to study meditation practices very much in this class, um, uh, but I recommend the book Journey of Awakening by Ram Das. if you're interested in that. We have Ron uh, raising his hand here. Hey, Ron. Hey, Jennifer. How are you? I'm good. Uh, what um, I think... I'm a little challenged in maybe it's not being as sensitive to where I am on these different things. Um, what, 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 what might be some of the markers? I mean, is it, is it in your self-talk, I guess, to yourself uh, throughout the day? Now, I related to the comparison less than or better than. Now, that, that mm -hmm. one, that one I, I spot pretty well, but, you know, shame, blame, guilt, anger, um, I don't know. This doesn't particularly resonate with me. Now, do I have certain things that create small daily frustrations, whether it could be either a typo or a spelling error, or I made a mistake on some correspondence, or you know, I, you know, obvious, you know, just little things that happen in life. 
but uh, maybe I've got a barrier to maybe some of the deeper things. And any any thoughts about um, approaches to kind of either break or soften those barriers? Yeah, I think that's really good awareness, Ron. So um, it may well be that you aren't uh, aware of it. And so for me, it's about willingness. Willingness uh, is what opens the awareness. So you can, in your willingness, I'm willing to understand my feelings. I'm willing to know what I'm really thinking. I'm willing to look at the false beliefs and bring them to the light. I'm willing to release all false beliefs and if I need to do that, uh, rather, I'm willing to heal all false beliefs, and if I need to look at them and examine them in order to have a healing, Holy Spirit, higher self, please show them to me in my mind so I can address them and let them go forever. That's my practice, and it's really worked well for me. Because sometimes uh, it doesn't happen so much anymore, but it used to happen all day long, that I would feel upset, irritated, frustrated, annoyed, impatient, etc. And I never thought to look for the root cause. And when I started to look for the root cause, sometimes I couldn't really see it. So I learned to dialogue with the higher Holy Spirit self and say, this irritation, this agitation, this upset, this sadness, whatever it might be that you're feeling emotionally, whatever it is that I'm feeling here, I am interested in healing it back to the root cause so that I never experience it again and I'm interested in sharing the benefits of my healing with everyone who has the same issues, so that we're all healed, all boats rise on this holy tide of love. That's literally the practice that I would do. I would engage the higher Holy Spirit self to do the heavy lifting in that way. And I'd say if there's something for me to look at, something I need to know, to cognize, to consciously release and surrender to the light, I'm willing to show it to me now with ease and grace. And I have found that that practice works. The other thing that I've learned to do that is profoundly healing in my experience is when there is a disturbance in my physical, emotional, mental body that's some upset or agitation of any kind, shape, flavor, attitude, whatever it is, I, I I just literally, I take my mind and I point to it mentally. And I say to the higher Holy Spirit self, to the I am that I am, whatever you want to call God, I point to it and I say this, this thing right here, this feeling, this whatever it is, this is the very thing that I'm no longer interested in experiencing. This is the thing that I would like to heal permanently back to the root cause so I never experience it again. And if there's something I need to look at, please show it to me with ease and grace so it can be healed permanently for myself and anyone else who experiences this 
as well. And you can you can get that it takes about 30 seconds to mentally do that. If you don't have 30 seconds to heal the cause of your upset, then clearly you're not interested in healing the cause of the upset. So that's it. All we have to have is that willingness, Ron, willingness to be cognizant of it, willingness to let it go, willingness to stop energizing it. Well, that's that's where we put our focus most of the year. And so these little things, if you practice them diligently throughout the whole year, your entire life will change. That's why I can state emphatically that these three New Year's Intentions classes, if you just focus on what you get out of them, you will and you really do the work, you will have miraculous healing. And the the rest of Masterful Living is really to keep you inspired, keep you motivated, give you more tools and more tools and more tools, and, and community support to stay in the game, to not give up, to not backslide, to not become complacent, et cetera, et cetera. But I think that's really good awareness, Ron, that you might not, be allowing yourself to consciously cognize what what's going on. I know for sure I didn't for a long time. I still find things from time to time like, oh, my God, I hid that from myself all these years. Huh. Thank you. But anything... Yes, anything that's known is known everywhere in the mind of God. There are no private thoughts. It's all there if we're willing. Yeah, thank you, Ron. All right. And let's see here. We're, we've got a few minutes left here in this class. We've got someone here. Phone number ends in 486. <laughs> That's me, Jennifer. It's Laura down under. <laughs> How you going? I'm good. I'm good. Glad to hear your voice. Happy New Year. Yes, thank you. You too and to everyone. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be wonderful. Indeed. I just want to mention, Moira, if anybody's coming on the Whale Watch Retreat in Baja, Mexico, or the Living a Course in Miracles Retreat in Baja, Mexico, end of February, early March, you're going to be dancing and playing and having fun in the sun with me and Moira. Yes, Absolutely, we are. Yeah, and also you're going to be spending two weeks touring California, so any Californians who would like to have some fun with Moira or make suggestions, um, yeah, you can can hook up. You'll have to join the Masterful Living 2015 Facebook group too. So uh, anyway, yes, what were you going to share, Moira? Oh, um. So uh, this is my fourth year in Masterful Living. I'm mm-hmm. doing Masterful Living Level 2 this year. Um, mm-hmm. And this is the third time I've done this exercise because the very first time I did Masterful Living, I came in in February, I think. So um, I'm just looking through my book. And um, the first time I did that exercise, um, I got 70 to 80%. That was January 2013. 
last year um, when I was <laughs> as uh, I was lower than an ant, um, <laughs> you know, because for yeah. everyone's I'd you know been out of work for three months after quitting my job because I'd crashed because of bullying, which had set off the PTSD from my childhood bullying. And so last year I got um, 70% as well. Now this year, just now, um, I first just asked myself what percentage and I got 54. And then I tuned in and properly asked um, and I said, higher Holy Spirit self, what percentage is it? And I immediately got 23. Mm. It seems really low, um, but that's what I got. Mm-hmm. And just as um, um, that other person, um, that woman pointed out, which was a very valuable point, Yes, they, they, they vary around the themes, you know, like the shame is about being unemployed, the blame is about my childhood bullying, the guilt is about being unemployed, the anger is about my childhood bullying, etc. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. So you can see how uh, there are dominant themes in each of our lives and that everything, well, this is how I perceive it, everything is really... We're, we're healing the negative karma, the old patterns from past lives that we brought into this lifetime for the express purpose of healing and that they all work together. And if we're willing to work at the root cause, if we're willing to go to that foundational level, then all of these things will heal. So rather than doing a little bit on the guilt and a little on this over here and a little, instead of working at the surface level, which it's like if we go back to the um, uh the metaphor or the comparison with the it being like a cough or a sneeze or a symptom, if you recognize that the symptom is not the problem, when you have a cough, your lungs, your throat is irritated, the cough is not the problem. It's the cause of the irritation that is the root cause. Why not work at the root cause? It's faster, it's quicker, it's more effective. And but the ego will distract us with the symptoms. So um, in in masterful living, we're, we focus on the root cause, not on the symptoms. And uh, it's a it's a different way of working. It's a very different way of working. And my experience is it's so much more effective. So much more effective. So. It, how does it feel to be aware, Mara, that um, so many things are related to the one core issue? So going back to the PTSD, uh, the, um, the trauma that experiences a child being bullied, and what if that experience in your childhood was the perfect experience you need to have in order to heal karmic patterns from the past and that your whole life is about healing those karmic patterns from the past and that you now know 
that you can have a healing, you are having a healing, and that it will reverberate throughout your whole life, your mental, emotional, and physical life. How, how does that feel to you now? Oh, um, it's it's um, so freeing. Mm-hmm. Um, yesterday I did the uh, congratulations letter to myself. You know, mm-hmm. for the for from uh, the end make, of last year. Yeah, yeah, for making the effort to heal, um, and um, it was the best year of my life, and and it was a great exercise. So, thank you for that suggestion. Um, uh, and what I um, felt, because I'm very feeling um, in my body, but I also see things I kind of see feelings I see experiences and how I felt was that the childhood bullying you know which has from a psychological you know trauma knowledge um, point of view it has scarred my whole life right the childhood bullying has affected everything in my life now when I see that it feels like that childhood bullying is like a neatly wrapped up package. It's um, it's like I've laid it out, I've looked at it, I've forgiven it, I've done all the forgiveness, the anger, the grieving, you know, I've done that over the last four years since, you know, I suddenly remembered, recovered the memory. And now it's a wrapped up package. And it's in, um, it's in you know, a treasured it's a safe part of my cupboard and it's all wrapped up now and I can still refer to it but I don't have to open it up and lay it out it's all it's like I it's all understood it's all dealt with and from now on all I have to do now is love myself remember I'm love and be love and forgiveness and just move on from here. You know, as I've said to you many times, I feel like I'm born again. Um, yes. Yeah. At the last 50 years, I feel like they're wrapped up. Yeah. So how does it feel? It feels, um, I, I feel relief, I feel gratitude. And yes, um, it has it has um, really felt. I've felt many times. Um, I finally get why I had to go through that crap. I finally mm-hmm. get why I had the inverted commas second or third rate life that I've had. Because if I hadn't, then I wouldn't have. There wouldn't be anything to forgive. Mm-hmm. And um, and I've always had, ever since I was a child, I've always felt sort of like um, spiritual, aspirational feelings, thoughts, memories. Mm-hmm. And um, and this the you know, my childhood experience and my life experience of, you know, 
sabotaging myself, undercutting myself, constantly telling myself, I can't, I can't, I can't. That my core negative belief. Mm-hmm. Um, if I hadn't gone through that, I wouldn't have had the opportunity to make this spiritual, emotional healing leap that I've right. had. Yeah. And I'm so grateful because because even though now, you know, there's a little bit of fear about am I ever going to work again <laughs> and mm. um, shame about being unemployed, mostly it's um it's yeah it's 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 relief and and anticipation and optimism and gratitude that most of that crap is healed and all I have to do now is just to remember that I am one mm-hmm. with the one that is and as such I'm safe and I'm cool and I'm sweet and we're all in this together and all I need to do is follow my higher guidance and everything will be cool. Phew. Indeed. Indeed, and you you prove that, so you know that now, and it it, it does make it much easier. Yeah, yeah, because you have more trust and more faith because of what you've proven. Yes, yes, yeah. indeed. And I have that's to yeah, that that's one of the core things about masterful living. Because the more trust and faith we have, the more successful we are. The more doubt and fear we have, the less successful we are in terms of spiritual awakening and healing. So that's why it's such a core thing in Masterful Living to prove God to yourself. So for those who are just taking the New Year's Intentions class, by proving God to yourself, one of the things you can do is to, I encourage everyone to read the trust section in the Manual for Teachers. It's uh, Chapter 4, it's Section A, entitled Development of Trust, and it's just about two pages, and I encourage you to read it uh, at least once a week until you really get it, and it's uh, about discovering where we have put our faith in the ego instead of in love. And it's really about, is your faith in ego, in your own opinions, in your own judgments, or is it in love? And so this year, if you focus on noticing, just the act of cognizing, noticing, shining the light of your awareness and attention on where you are investing your belief in that which is not true, your opinions and judgments, versus investing in being loving, being compassionate, non-judgmental, harmonious, patient, kind, generous. This You'll totally turn the tide in your life if you just do that. Because being willing to make loving choices is placing your trust and faith in God. The more you do it, the more benefit you'll have. Right, Bora? Right, Jennifer. 
Absolutely. You've proven that. Uh-huh. All right. Thank Yes. Thank you. We've got one more person here who's going to share. And uh, let's see. My computer's not quite responding. Here we go. Someone, phone number N775. Hey there. Oh, hi. Hi, this is Alex. Can you hear me? Hi, Alex. Hi. It was lovely to listen to Moira. She's so inspirational. I kind of totally forgot all my anger, fear, and shame, and worry. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, what I noticed with the different points was that um, most of my... Um, remember most of our... We just lost her. Yep, she just dropped the call. Hmm. Well, let's see. She comes back and raises her hand. Um, just while we're doing that, uh, one thing I would like to share with you in terms of percentages, there's a spiritual teacher. You may be familiar with her. You may not be. It doesn't really matter. But her name is Patricia Cota Robles, C-O-T-A. R-O-B-L-E-S. And uh, I find that when I get one of her emails, she's very often uh, thinking about, talking about, or perceiving exactly the same things that have been coming into my awareness. And so, Alex, if you come back, um, just raise your hand um, with a star two. Um, And... uh, one of the things that she says, just in terms of quantifying the use of our energy, that I think is very helpful, is that the average person on an average day will use 3% of their energy in an effective and loving way. 3% is used well, invested in love. The average person will invest 25% of their energy in uh, negativity, negativity, and then 78% is just completely wasted, no benefit at all. So one of the things that you can set your aspiration, your intention, make a goal this year is to invest 50% of your energy or more, 51%, get to that tipping point in being loving, compassionate, and generous. So that when you are literally, as we all are throughout our day, confronted with the negative beliefs, judgments, and opinions directed towards ourselves and others, when there are moments of irritation and frustration and upset, to recognize that That's what I call the divine alarm clock going off, letting you know you are choosing to believe something that is not true, and that is what is upsetting you. Of course, Miracle says, I'm never upset for the reason I think. And I say, I'm always upset because I'm choosing to place and invest my precious mental, emotional, and physical energy in something that is false, something that is hurting me, something that is not truly helpful but truly harmful in this world of effects. And I am not 
willing to change my mind. So that's what the upset is about. It's to call it to our attention. It's uh, literally, we are designed physically, emotionally, and mentally. We are designed that if we believe something that's not true, it's going to disturb our peace, our harmony, our happiness. And that disturbance wakes us up from the slumber of the illusion, the dream of the illusion. So more on this to come. And uh, Alex hasn't come back, so something happened there. Maybe she ran out of battery. We don't know. I'm just going to check the Q&A here. And um, so just a reminder, too, I sent out the podcast email. Even if you didn't get the podcast email, if you're in Masterful Living, the downloads will be on your class pages. If you're in New Year's Intentions, the downloads will be on your class pages. Uh, it takes usually um, a day and a half to two days to get the transcript posted. We post them as quick as we can. So, uh, uh, and... Um, we have class on Monday at the 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, it's uh, Unfortunately, it's the middle of the night for some other people. Um, and I look forward to our Monday class. All right. So we place our hand on our heart and we give thanks right here and right now, that love is all that there is and love is all that we are. We're grateful and thankful that we can change our mind. We're grateful and thankful that our true identity is already perfect. So we're surrendering that which is false to reveal the perfection, the light that we already are. We're willing to see and know all of this wholeness, this goodness for each other and for all beings because we're one with them. We share our healing with all because we're one with them. We're grateful and we're thankful to accept and to allow our healing, to let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Again, if you get a chance to listen to any of the Masterful Living preview classes, whether you're in Masterful Living or not, they're free. Uh, you can register for them on the events page at jenniferhadley.com. They will also support you in becoming more motivated and more inspired to allow yourself to know the truth that sets you free. Wonderful. All right, just a couple of days till our next class. I love you. Be well till then. <laughs>